BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. Hello, hello. I hadn't realized, hi everybody, I hadn't realized that President Obama had not been back in the White House since he left the White House five and a half years ago. But then again, it stands to reason because he sure as heck wasn't going to go back during the the Trump years. So yesterday, in celebration loosely of the 12th anniversary of the signing into law of the Affordable Care Act, President Obama returned to the White House. And I must say, I was kind of transfixed just watching the moment, the body language, what was said, reminiscing not only about the Affordable Care Act, the funny line about the website not functioning, that brought back memories for me, brought back memories for me because at the time that the Affordable Care Act was rolled out, I was in need of health insurance for my family. I ultimately purchased that health insurance from the exchanges, got it from, you know, ended up going to Blue Cross. I think I had like 20 choices and and half of them were from Aetna or Aetna affiliates and half were from Blue Cross. But I was really living that experience and writing about it and speaking about it at the time. Do you remember all that when I was writing oh, yeah. about my trials and tribulations and just you could just, not as a as a citizen, you were saying like this is this is what everyone is trying to do. I I needed health insurance yeah. and I thought, well this is this is really great. I'm going to I'm going to going to live this process. And I also understood philosophically what it was all about and bought into the logic of saying, "Hey, we're going to create uh, a website where private insurers can compete for your business. Well, I, what I thought was most interesting about not that socialism. Time, what I thought was most interesting about that time was not that you weren't doing it for radio per se. You were doing it for life. Yeah, it just happened to then become radio fodder because it was so interesting. There were trials, there were tribulations, there were issues, and then finally there was success. Well, and we had discussed uh, extensively the whole process surrounding the ACA, and uh, I'd had the opportunity on several occasions to speak to Senator and then President Obama on exactly that issue. Yes. I mean, I, I, I was also just kind of reminiscing in my mind, if that's a proper way to describe it, some of the experiences that I personally had with Senator and then President Obama, including uh, several at the White House. Well, One was an Oval Office half hour long. Uh, we have a photograph. We have a photograph in studio it. here. We have a couple of Oval Office yes, photographs. I mean, there's Trump over there right. and Obama over there. How many people have that? But the the funny thing about the Obama pick 
in the studio with us is that he and I are seated. Is, is it the bottom right? Yes. He and I are seated in the are, are seated in the Oval Office in front of the fireplace. Okay, so you know he's on. As you look at it, he's on the right side. I'm on the left side. That is a photograph taken by Pete Souza. I'll have sure, you know. Famous. I remember him sitting on the Love rug him. in the Oval Office taking the picture. But I, I mean, more than the substance. I actually I do remember one aspect of the substance. I do. But more than any other substantive issue, apart from the one I'll mention, Benghazi, Mm. what I most remember is that there's a boom mic in the lower corner of the photograph, and it's being held by a wonderful guy named Dave Scalish, who had to stand and hold the boom mic for 30 minutes. Hey, I was at a 9-11 celebration a couple of years ago where an honor guardsman was holding a flag for an extended time period and dropped over. Yeah. And I, I kept thinking as I was speaking to the president that that I didn't know how long Dave was going to be able to hang in there holding the boom mic. It's very difficult. Yes. No, it's very difficult. The fact have, that we have his hand and the mic in the picture, I, I, I see it every time I look at that picture as well. I'll tell you about yesterday in a sec, but let me just reminisce a little bit further because well, interesting. some funny memories. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. I'll tell you about yesterday in a sec, but let me just reminisce a little bit further because well, what's some funny memories. Is President Obama has not been back to the White House, but you actually have not been back in that capacity. In other words, you don't have a re- you had a relationship for what it was with President Obama for sure. Several interviews, yeah, preceding his presidency, yeah. during his presidency, no doubt. You did not have that kind of relationship with President Trump. Definitely not. Do not have that kind of pr- relationship with President Biden. I don't. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I I remember how it began. It began in the '08. In the spring of 08, he was then, you know, the junior senator from the great state of Illinois. Pennsylvania was very much in play. I I don't know if at the in 2008. No, I had not yet been put into syndication. So I was doing in 2008 a morning show in Philadelphia. And to his credit, because you have to understand a very conservative station, 
Me, a registered Republican who had served in the Bush 41 administration. Which you know he knows because they do he, know, all he knew advance. everything. Yeah. Me personally had never voted for a Democratic presidential candidate. For the very top of the ticket. And, and Obama was willing to come on my program with me. And I t- tell you what stands out in my mind. I recorded it from Florida. I've told this part of the story before. Our kids were young. And my wife left our apartment to go get a pizza with them to give me time to interview Senator Obama, but he ran so late and somehow I was communicating to her to stay away because we, you know, if the boys ran around the apartment, then the interview was over. So finally he comes on air and it was good Friday and I welcomed him by wishing him a happy Easter. And at the time, I thought that that maybe he was suspicious of me. This was at a time when people were questioning his faith and where he was born and, you know, oh, portraying like, wait, him as testing, an other. Is he testing me? I wondered if Obama thought, mm. Senator Obama, if he thought, uh, yes, that I was testing him at the time. Senator Obama. Hello. Hey, Senator. How are you? Hey, welcome to the Big Talker 1210. Thank you so much. Happy Easter to you. Happy Easter to you. Senator, I was at uh, Happy the speech Easter last to you. Tuesday. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. Where's this headed? We're just looking for Where's it. Where's this he headed? Was... Huh? I, I, hey, I remember waiting for him as well. Greg and I were in the studio. We had come in, I think it was either later that day. Did we record it on the actual Saturday, on the actual Friday? Maybe it was Saturday. I don't know. We were in after hours and I just remember waiting and waiting. Like we were sitting on the on the desktops because we were just sure. waiting waiting (laughs) okay here's here's another one so then there were more phone interviews and now he gets elected right sworn into office january of 09 i'm just trying to keep my own memory straight and in august of 09 i am given the opportunity to come to the white house and conduct his first live radio interview this was from the diplomatic reception room tc was there i was there dave scalish who would later hold the boom mic in a subsequent interview he was there running this from a technical standpoint i remember one of the problems was there was this is this sounds remarkable to say but there was no internet in the diplomatic reception room it was a bit of a bunker like there was and no, it didn't come down that far. Th- this is a very famous room where murals are on the walls that were commissioned by Jacqueline uh, Kennedy. Uh, I, the interview was conducted right in front of right in front of the fireplace yep. where FDR delivered fireside chats. We were sitting in history. It was really an extraordinary experience. I'll tell you something else that's kind of funny. I would have had at that time one of my first Apple laptops and i remember the white house because i needed to open my laptop Mm -hmm. to look at my notes Mm -hmm. to question the president i remember the white house insisting that the logo get covered and so a very rudimentary logo for our then radio station got placed over the apple logo like what's that all about i remember uh, them rotating several different flower arrangements of different width and yes heights yes in order to True. i don't i don't know what because yeah. this was an um, important point this was not just quote unquote just a radio interview you were being simulcast 
on all the television stations as yeah. well. Like you were everywhere. Oh, oh, the interview. The interview, the interview was everywhere. The that interview, was, so it was being seen and heard. The interview was carried live on CNN, Fox, and MSNBC. I don't even know if I had a relationship with a cable outlet at the time. I may have at CNN. I may have at MSNBC. Definitely did not at, at Fox. But they all uh, covered it. He came in. I was so nervous that he was going to be late. Because we were on a very rigid timeline and and something else to the credit of the Obama White House. They were allowing me to put live unscreened by them. They had no idea what was coming. Live calls on with the president. And uh, I remember that two things. Uh, He came in early and we were on a commercial break and I had to make stupid talk with him, which you'll hear in a moment. And I remember he he had clearly just just caught a a, a cig. No, you could smell it. On definitely. It? Oh, that's definitely. Hysterical. And I didn't know at the time that he smoked. Right. Later, it was revealed that he was like battling a, a yeah. nicotine habit. But, like, but hey, I knew I knew it like that day. Here. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it that day. So he sits down. And we had, my wife and I, again, the kids were younger. We had recently taken uh, the kids to see, the boys to see National Treasure 2. If you remember, National Treasure 2 revolves around the Book of Secrets. This didn't, what you're about to play didn't air. It did not air on on live radio. It did not air on radio because the the TV mics picked it up. Listen carefully because the very last thing you say is, okay, big show open coming. Okay. In other words, like this is right before you're about to go on radio, mm. but you were already on television. My boys uh, wanted me to ask you, they saw the movie National Treasure 2, and they know that you've been provided the Book of Secrets. I have. And they wanted to know which of the secrets most impressed you. I would uh, I would tell you, but I'd have to kill you. Right. So. <laughs> that was it. Like, that was the icebreaker. impression you've seen the movie, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and his girls. I don't girls, want you messing with the girls my, 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 uh, my resolute desk, you know, <laughs> right. with They're, all the gizmos and gadgets. So, all right, big show open coming. That was the icebreaker. Uh, By the way, there was a lot of substance that got covered in all these like six or seven interviews. (laughs) And then the the other memory that I have, and then I'll get to what happened yesterday. But the other memory that I have is an Oval Office interview that I conducted. uh, This would have been in 2012, a week before it was Romney and Obama, this was right before Superstorm Sandy hit. So this was right before the storm, right before he goes to New Jersey and Chris Christie gives him the hug, okay? But what was all the rage at this moment was Benghazi. And there were these accusations that are were being circulated about how, like a, a portrayal of Obama in the White House Situation Room you know, overseeing the Benghazi raid. And so I was the first journalist to have the opportunity to ask him if there was any truth to that. Before the attack which killed Ambassador Stevens, were you personally aware of any request to increase security? You know, uh, I was not personally aware of, of uh, any request. Obviously, we have an infrastructure that's set up to uh, manage requests like that. But we're going to find out exactly what uh, happens. Ultimately, though, uh, you know, anytime there is a, a death of an American overseas, uh, I want to find out what happened because my most important job as president is keeping the American people safe, and we will get to the bottom of what happened, and we're going to make sure, most importantly, that those who carried it out 
that they are captured. There have been charges made about the shifting narrative relative to Benghazi. I noted that on Monday, the Wall Street Journal reported that your daily briefings between September 13 and 21 said that the attack had arisen from a spontaneous protest. Is it true that your statements and those of Ambassador Rice were simply repeating what the PDBs were telling you? What's true is Jesus, that listen to that the question. intelligence was coming in and evolving. <laughs> I don't know what any of that means today. I would very have to go, serious. I would have to go back. Very serious. I would have to go back and listen to all of that. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Yesterday, Vice President Kamala Harris welcomes former President Barack Obama to the White House. Please welcome President Barack Obama. Vice President Biden, Vice President, that was a joke. He goes, he goes on to, uh, to talk about some of the changes that have been made in the White House since he left. I confess, uh, I heard some changes have been made <laughs> by the current president since I was last year. Um, Apparently, Secret Service agents have to wear aviator glasses now. <laughs> the Navy mess uh, has been replaced by a Baskin Robbins. <laughs> and there's, there's a cat running around, <laughs> which uh, I, I guarantee you, Bo and Sonny would have been very unhappy about. Uh, so when he gets serious, he talks about the accomplishments of the Obama-Biden White House. Now, Joe Biden and I did a lot together. Woo! 
We helped save the global economy, made record investments in clean energy. We put guardrails on our financial system. We helped turn the auto industry around, repeal, don't ask, don't tell. But nothing made me prouder than providing better health care and more protections to millions of people across this country. So, For, Further along, there's, there's a part of what was said yesterday that I, I want to drill down on for a moment, but part of a large part of the discussion yesterday was about the ACA, in, including this. The reason we're here today is because President Biden, Vice President Harris, everybody who's worked on this thing understood from the start that the ACA wasn't perfect. To get the bill passed, we had to make compromises. We didn't get everything we wanted. That wasn't a reason not to do it. If you can get millions of people health coverage and better protection, it is, to quote a famous American, a pretty big deal. (laughs) We all remember that, right? Biden leans in and says, this is a big effing deal. It gets picked up on a uh, on a hot mic. Always a hot mic. Uh, it's so interesting just to think back and the, the 12, 13 years into that whole era, which gave rise to the Tea Party movement and the way in which this notion that you would you would go on to an exchange, you would go on to an exchange like so many of us are accustomed to using today to to acquire so many goods and services. And there would be a competition among private health insurers and you would pick your plan, how that was able to be so easily demonized as a form of socialism and how so many among us were protesting for their right to be uninsured. You are not going to force me to have insurance. I am going to thump my chest and fly a Gadsden flag for my right to be uninsured so that I may become a ward of the state. God forbid something catastrophic happens to me and I have no health insurance. I mean, it was ridiculous. I said it at the time and, and, and then and people were not happy uh, that that was my uh, my view. Um, anyway, y- you can tell that, you know, the Obama years were a significant time for me personally and professionally. And I was uh, I was very attuned to what was going on in that administration. He's out now. And toward the end of his remarks yesterday, he spoke to the fact that he's now on the outside looking in. That gave rise to a Dana Milbank column, which I posted at Smirconish.com today that I thought might be fodder for some some good conversation. Here's what President Obama said yesterday. I'm a private citizen now, but I still take it more than a passing interest in the course of our democracy. But I'm outside the arena, and and I know how discouraged people can get with Washington. Democrats, Republicans, independents. Everybody feels frustrated sometimes about what takes place in this town. Progress feels way too slow sometimes. Victories are often incomplete. And in a country as big and as diverse as ours, consensus never comes easily. I don't get the impression that he wants back in. I I get the impression. And, you know, from time to time when we talk uh, for fun about 2024 and and we've done it, I've done it with Mark Halpern on a number of occasions because of his his ranking system where he says, like, here are the most five likely 
Uh, and, and then we go to the phones and then somebody will call and they'll say they won't mention Barack Obama. They can't mention Barack Obama, but they do mention Michelle Obama. And although I think that here's my takeaway from yesterday, I think that President Obama relished the opportunity to be back in the White House. I think he relished the opportunity to be there in support of Joe Biden. You know, you have to be reminded of of what went on here in terms of their relationship. I think that there is a genuine affinity between the two. But Obama embraced the candidacy of Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election. Uh, that was at a time when President Biden was still, you know, Vice President Biden, but President Biden to us now still grieving the tragic passing of Bo. Remember as well that Obama refrained from officially endorsing Biden's candidacy in the last election in 2020. I mean, it was really not until Joe Biden had emerged as the presumptive nominee that uh, that President Obama came forward and 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 embraced. I always wondered, by the way, if he played a role behind the scenes in cutting off Bernie's path. And I've said that before, because everything seemed to close ranks around Joe just at the time of South Carolina, because but for that, Bernie Sanders would have captured the nomination and I think I still think would have been uh, a far weaker candidate against Donald Trump. But I'm suggesting to you that the relationship between the two is, is, is complicated. And where the Biden White House has its hands full with record high inflation and gas prices and the pandemic and Ukraine now, this was a much needed boost. And I know that many will hope that this marks the reemergence of Barack Obama. I don't see it happening. I think he relishes being a private citizen. Um, People like to say this, uh, leading their best life. You know, if there is such a thing, I guess it applies to him. Dana Milbank said that as well. Quote, Obama has been living his best life, even making a podcast and writing a book with Bruce Springsteen. I'm a private citizen now, he reminded the gathering, packed with staffers and legislators who served during his presidency. And though he retains more than a passing interest in the course of our democracy, he said, I'm outside the arena. And Dana Milbank said, therein lies the problem. President Obama, your country needs you. Democracy is on the ropes. This is an all-hands-on-deck moment for the ship of state, and no one is better able to help the cause than Obama. And then Dana Milbank concludes his column this way. Indeed, things have gotten worse. Republicans are now taking aim at democracy itself, rejecting the results of an election, condoning a violent insurrection in the Capitol and rolling back voting rights. Quote, these partisan attempts at voter nullification are unlike anything we've seen in modern times, and they represent a profound threat to the basic democratic principle that all votes should be counted fairly and objectively. Obama himself wrote earlier this year in USA Today, concluding America's longstanding grand experiment in democracy is being sorely tested. Obama hasn't been entirely silent. He stumped in Virginia for Terry McAuliffe, spoke to House Democrats, for example. But as a celebrated, this is the key part I want you to think about. As a celebrated former president, 
and the first black president, he's in an unrivaled position to mobilize Americans in defense of democracy. This is no time to be outside the arena. So Dana Milbank in the post today, read it at Smirconish.com, says, hey, you got to get back in the game. I don't think it happens. Something else that I wonder, you know, for, for all the... Uh, for all the issues that are used to uh, some legit and some not, but for for the the mainstay issues that you'll see on Fox that are used to uh, pillory the Biden administration, Obama was great fodder for them too. You know the uh, the Obama years really marked uh, were a high watermark for the sort of coalescing of conservative media, cable, talk radio, internet. To, to have a villain, I guess I'm looking at, at Barack Obama and I'm, I'm, I'm yearning for some of what he brought to the table, but I also have to recognize some of the political pitfalls that were part of his legacy. Maybe not legitimate, um, but the way in which that, that he was attacked, you know, it's, it's not so clear, Dana Milbank, that if he did come back, he would be greeted with the universality that you anticipate of support. I don't think even he could bridge... Uh, a lot of the gaps that now face us. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. America. 